1015 FM KDON. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody. Merry Christmas. Very happy to have you with us here on the Mark Hoke Show. Hope you're tuning in wherever you are. We certainly do appreciate it. I'm Mark Hoke, and it is Christmas Day, and we are here live, believe it or not. We didn't bail out like everybody else did and play some crappy best of we're on the air and we got the whole gang today too at some point or another first andrew fish fane everybody what's up fish you know suggesting that a best of best of would be crappy would suggest that the show would be crappy so uh i I would disagree with that notion i would just say that we were just brilliant enough to be here live to make sure we want to that's our christmas gift to you and the other thing i want to say is uh bah humbug stop it you can't bah humbug. I can, because Vandergriff's still running. Why do you have to be a heel? Why can't you just be happy for a day? Because being a heel is easy. I know. I know. We've also, of course, Joe DeFalco is going to be joining us the second hour. Uh, he is? But, oh, I'm so excited now. See, now I'm happy. Yeah, so Joe will be calling in, of course, from future stars of wrestling. Uh, but, of course, from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com, Brian Ronovich is here. Brian! Thanks for coming in, buddy. How about it? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you here. You... Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah. See, you know, we get to actually live say Merry Christmas. People probably think we're nuts, but that's oh, okay. Oh, we are. That's okay. You know, how how, how was Christmas morning in, in the household, Swells? Everyone was asleep. Same. Yeah. Wow. Quick. I, I got raided by the child. She's 14, and I still got uh, – actually, I woke her up first this year. I think the, the the tide turned on that. I did wake her up because she's along with us today in the uh, in the Kadon studios. So, Woo-hoo. yeah, yeah, I, I kind of fooled her today too. I did a good job. I did a good job on the Christmas presents. See, you know, you kind of get past the time of, you know, you open the boxes and, oh, here's the big box and blah, blah, blah. Now, now, once they get into teenage years, it's time to screw with their heads. Would you agree? It's always time to screw with their well, heads. I don't have to wait until I'm a teenager for it. So so my daughter wakes up to, to see a ton of bags of candy and a wallet with a ribbon on it. And that was it. Nothing. But, of course, inside the wallet were like eight or nine gift cards. So she she scored pretty big, but she. Uh, was, I was hoping for cash, but she was. Yeah, uh, that's what I was thinking. Cash. Well, there's a, there's a story. There was a story behind it, but she got a wallet with a lot of gift cards. It, it's almost like Money in the Bank, but it's you know, a wad in the wallet. A wad in the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gift my cards God. are nice, though. No doubt about it. Yeah. See, you should. What you should have done is you should have hung it from the ceiling and wrestled her to see if you can climb on a chair to grab it. Whoever grabbed it got it. No. No, I'm not wrestling. Christmas then, you, Day. then you could have the wad in the wallet. No, not doing that. 
Spinning ceiling fan, though, would be interesting. But, you know. Yeah. The spinning that's ceiling what, that's fan what I'm challenging, the wallet That's match. what I'm challenging Vandergriff to is a wad in the wallet match. Oh, yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Well, of course, we're bringing you the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here on the Mark Oak Show. Um, and, you know, we're going to go through what happened this week, and then we'll also discuss you know, the year in wrestling. And uh, it was certainly a, a wild year, to say the least. So as we go through our two hours, we'll mention some of the interesting things that took I place this year. I do have five contenders for match of the year, too. So Okay. I have a few, too. It'll be an interesting discussion. I, I'm looking forward to talking about those. And yes, before everyone jumps on me, there are some AEW matches involved in there. It's not just all WWE, because yeah. I'm a WWE mark. Yeah. You know... <laughs> Can't you just appreciate AEW for what it is? I just said there are matches in there from AEW. What more do you want? Yeah, just admit it. It's fun. It's, it's fun. It is like AAA baseball. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. That's harsh. Well, let's. <laughs> sorry. Let's start off with uh, what's going on in WWE. And we're actually, you know, we don't have a day one pay per view like we did last year. Last year's didn't quite turn out the way they well, wanted it either. <laughs> you know, the, the, the COVID monster popped up. Well, no, it, the, the, it's funny because the day one pay-per-view last year changed the entire course of the WWE year. It did. That was insane. And it was kind of a bad decision, I thought. But whatever. Of course, uh, last year, Roman Reigns got COVID right before the pay-per-view was supposed to start, which completely changed the entire landscape it, of the heavyweight and universal championships. It gave Lesnar the belt, correct? Yeah. Which therefore then gave Reigns the chance to unify the belts. And, and yeah. that's where we stand. Poor Bobby Lashley. Yeah, he, got hosed. He, got, he got hosed. But, you know, we're, we don't have that pay-per-view, but we have a very interesting SmackDown coming up. Of course, Raw is going to be taped, so they're doing kind of a greatest hits on Raw this week. Yes. But SmackDown has gotten even more fun as we get ready to head into it. And Sami Zayn did it again. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> Sami cut a promo with the bloodline in the ring of just how much he wants to absolutely destroy John Cena, destroy Kevin Owens. He's tired of Kevin Owens in his life and just jumped in front of the bloodline. There's a great CBSSports.com. I don't know if you guys have seen their coverage. But I'll tell you what, they got another great screenshot with Roman and uh, and I believe Jimmy staring at Sammy while he's screaming at the television screen. Just beautiful picture. But uh, Sammy, another great promo as we get ready for Roman Reigns and Sammy Zayn against John Cena and Kevin Owens. And I... I'm really getting excited about this, guys. I really am. What do you What do you think? Are you you ready for this one? I just want to know is if, if you think this is the match where either Zayn turns on the bloodline or vice versa. Yes. You think it happens at this at this this event? You don't think it happens at the Royal Rumble? No, I think it's no because I from what I've heard they're setting up Kevin and, and uh, right they're setting up Kevin and, and Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns. At, at, the, at the Royal Rumble. So well, maybe they won't be. Maybe they'll hold it off. Um, Brian, what do you think? You, you, we're going to see the turn here, or are we going to wait? I would. I would say there might be a tease of some kind. There could be an accidental. Sammy does something to Roman, cause him to get pinned, or you know, some situation like that. I would. Kick. I would be really surprised because since everybody's waiting for it, 
I don't think they'll – I think I could see them throwing the team together and then being like, oh, here's your first tease, and then, you know, you'll have something again. Because they always make it look like they're going to split, then they brought them back together more, and now I kind of see, like, you think everything's good, and then boom, here it comes. Yeah, I think it'll be completely unexpected. Yeah, because right now everything seems very oozy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but did you guys – but but seriously, did you guys ever think in, that Sami Zayn would elevate the way he did – this past year, when he first started getting involved with the bloodline, were you guys negative towards it? Like, oh, this is ridiculous, or were you positive towards it? At first, I was negative towards it because I hated the whole character before that when he was wearing the, 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 the little Guevara army cap. Stuff. Yeah, the whole yeah, Che Guevara. Yeah, yeah. I thought, okay, come on. Sammy's yeah. better than this. Mm-hmm. And then I thought when he first joined the bloodline, I thought, that, this is what that's going to be like, just an extension of that. And the more he's done it, the more I realized that, to me, he's one of the top three wrestlers of the year right now. Right, right. No question, just because of the job that he's done. Yeah, I would agree. Sammy has done a phenomenal job with this. I mean, from what I understand, this was only supposed to last a couple of weeks. This was only supposed to be about a three- or four-week thing. Set up Kevin Owens, and off they went. But Sammy did such a great job with this. And, you know, the, he and he and Kevin have been doing this for a long, long time together. And I know we've, we've joked about this, and they joke about it on the air all the time. But the moment that was the greatest moment of all was when he used that Usi line and he and he cracked Roman and Jimmy Uso up. And you could see – or Jay, sorry, it was, I think it was Jay that was laughing. Either way, you, I think all of them were. But you, mm-hmm. that was like the pinnacle. You're like, all right, this is, this is it. This is, this, is, this is not going anywhere and this is going to last a while and it's brilliant. Yeah, and now being Usi is starting to become part of the culture. Exactly. You know, it's – it's pretty funny, but and who would and who would have thought that Sami Zayn at the beginning of 2022 would have even been in the same mention as a possibility of taking the belt from Roman? But now it's mentioned as like a, a realistic possibility, which I think is amazing and a credit to what he's done this year. Because I believe at the beginning of 2022 there was a discussion both him and Kevin Owens' contracts. I think were both up, and they were like, okay. Is one of them going to leave or both mm-hmm. of them going to leave? Kevin Owens resigned and everyone was like, yeah, what's going on with Sammy? It wasn't as big a deal. Now Sammy's, like I said, like an MVP for the WWE. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. They've they've really kept WWE going for the most part here uh, in the last half of 2022. So big credit to those guys. Uh, we've also got a couple more matches coming up on this card. Uh, a, a pretty good match with the gauntlet match with the ladies on SmackDown. I thought Lee did a nice job, but... Uh, Raquel Rodriguez is going to be taking on Ronda Rousey, and uh, Raquel's performing well. So. Yeah, they, they've 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 positioned her to be a monster face. Yeah, and they've done a fantastic job of that. And that gauntlet match was just more, more of it. And you could see by the reaction of when Shayna Baszler came down, it wasn't just Michael Cole who was who was all over it. Even Wade Barrett, who's supposed to be the heel announcer, was like, "This is ridiculous. How can you be?" Th- th- and you and and they have positioned Raquel Rodriguez to to if not win at this win now she will win at some point. Yeah, so we've got that match coming up. Uh, we've also got Sheamus and Solo Sokoa. Mm. Wow, that is going to be some pain, blues, and agony in the mat that match. Wouldn't you say, Brian? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, Solo's a great striker. Sheamus, we already know what he can do. Uh, any any time he gets into a match where he can just stand in the middle and trade with somebody. It always ends up being fantastic to watch. Yeah, Sheamus was another guy that seemed like he was dead in the water. Yeah, I was and, gonna, and what a comeback for him too. I was going to say, look at what the bloodline has done mm-hmm. for 
not just themselves, but for other wrestlers in, in the periphery, whether it be Sheamus or the Brawling Brutes, who people thought were an absolute joke, who have now positioned themselves to be a, a strong tag team. And as we said, Sami Zayn, and now it brings Kevin Owens in. It gives a reason for John Cena to come back. It's all because of the work of the bloodline. Yeah, and had, if you didn't see SmackDown, by the way, a great, great retrospective on John Cena was on there. By the way, a Vincent Kennedy McMahon video was in that too. Don't know if anybody else noticed that, but I was kind of surprised. But just a, a great, uh, a well-put-together piece just chronicling John Cena's career and kind of reminding you about what he meant to WWE from start to finish. And you know he'll be doing a match for the 20th straight year. And... That's on, the, on next week's SmackDown. And that's the biggest difference between AEW and WWE. AEW is about the wrestling. WWE is about the spectacle and the entertainment. And no one puts together a video package quite like the WWE. Yeah. And, but, you know, but I, when we come back, we're going to take our first break. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that. Because an, there was an interesting hire. We really didn't get to talk about it last week. But a very interesting hire for AEW that... Could it possibly change the production landscape? Jeff Jarrett? No, it's <laughs> no, it is it is not it is not double J. Sorry to say it. But we will be back with more on the Mark Hoke show here on KDWN 1015 FM 720 AM. Wish everybody once again a very Merry Christmas. Hope you're having a great time today with your friends, family, whoever you want to spend it with. We'll be back with more pro wrestling news right after this. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on the Mark Hoke Show, the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment, the Christmas extravaganza. To quote the Godfather, ho, ho, ho. That's all you got? Yeah, it was the best I had. <sighs> Brian? I, I mean, I I may have you uh, may have you moving in soon. I don't know. I'm not I'm not Mr. Christmas either. I kind of just play it when my wife is obsessed with it. We've been we've been decorated since before Halloween. So what? Uh, yeah, legitimately. Wait, wait, but, decorated, hold on, hold on, decorated. hold on. Hold on. I'm not I'm not letting that slide. Oh yeah, because I'm one of oh, those don't people. Don't act like that, I was doing it. 
<laughs> I'm one of those people that you can't put up Christmas decorations uh-uh. before Thanksgiving. No. You're telling me before Halloween. Before Halloween. Yeah, she doesn't do Halloween. She doesn't care for Halloween. So we were we were we were decorated and then gradually more and more and more and more up until now. She just bought another tree two days ago. What? Yeah. Yep. Sweet mother of God. Oh yeah. It's everywhere. And the funny thing is my mom was the same way. So now I have yeah. My mom's the same. I'm sorry. Oh, it doesn't. <laughs> I'm used to it. It doesn't. But it makes her happy, so it's fine with me. Well, happy, as, happy as, wife, happy. As wife. long as the new day doesn't appear when you open the one of the boxes. Yeah, yeah. As long as that. <laughs> yeah, I can't have that. I don't. I don't want that to happen. No, we we do not want that to happen. I'm Mark Hoke. Um, we've got, of course, got Andrew Fishfain and uh, Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. And if you want to see what's going on in Las the Las Vegas wrestling community. Highly recommend going to that site. It's pretty darned good. Thank you very much. Yeah, and download the mobile app available on Android and EOS. See, there you go. Yeah. You're you're getting into the plug thing and all that. It's Man, really yeah, nice. I, I'm listening. Yeah, good job. Good job. Yeah. yeah, by the way, by the way, you mentioned Big E. I, I might as well throw this out real quick. I never um, mentioned Big E. Well, mention the New Day. Yeah, Sorry. But we mentioned the he's New not day. a member of the New Day. Because well, remember, <laughs> according to Vince... That you can only have a named tag team. He's and not be something different. That's done, and you know it. <laughs> but, Go ahead. Uh, but but Biggie, we got an injury update from Big Up uh, Biggie. Of course, the former WWE Heavyweight Champion. Um, I have to get some more scans of the one year mark in March. We'll see how everything is looking. We'll see from there. My C one is broken in two spots, so I'll have to obviously be very smart about that. I was very fortunate. I uh, want to make sure I'm making the best decision for myself, but he says he feels great. No nerve issues, no strength issues, no impairment whatsoever. Just wants to make sure his C1 is rock solid. I do too. I hate when my C1's not rock solid. Good Lord. No? Merry Christmas. (laughs) But uh, it sounds like Big E's coming along okay. Are are you guys excited for Big E to come back, or are you doing okay without Big E? Uh... I love the the Big E character. I don't necessarily need him as a wrestler to to further storylines, but uh, he's a great he's a great guy. He's awesome backstage, and he's an amazing character on screen. Okay, right, right. Yeah, that's that sums up my feelings too. Uh, I mean, he's definitely improved over the years as a you know in ring talent, but uh, I think the character outweighs everything else. Agreed. You know? Yeah, fair enough. And it's yeah. funny because all three of them, Xavier Woods and Kofi, have all gotten so much better because oh, yeah. of each other. Definitely. But I think Xavier and Kofi have definitely surpassed Big E as far as in-ring skill. Yeah. Really? I mean, I, I, I would put Kofi ahead of Big E, but Xavier? And it's funny because Xavier was always at the bottom of those three for me, and Xavier right. has, has impressed me more and more as it's gone on. All right. And, and Xavier and Kofi as a team are, are fantastic. Yeah. And by the way, they did an amazing job on that Miracle and 34th Street match That's, yeah. this week. They, if you didn't see it, of course, it's the, the That was Christmas. my joke about New Day being in the box. You yeah, see, because, right. They, they did, they, Wade Barrett did the best job with that, though, because he waited until he kicked each of the guys at Imperium in the, in the, in the crotch to say that they were not soldiers. They were nutcrackers. Crackers, yes, it, that was a pretty funny spot. I actually enjoyed the Miracle on 34th Street match this year for once. Yeah, usually because so normally bad. it's a disaster. I, I, I could have done without the mistletoe and the the ring announcer kissing Ricochet and having him all of a sudden just blast off because well, of it. Well, you know that puts you in the Christmas spirit. I actually was okay with that. 
I don't know why, because normally that kind of stuff makes me cringe. But yeah, know, me too. Maybe maybe I was in a. I did like the spot of Ricochet movie. flying off of Strowman's shoulders, though. Yeah, you know, Flippy Flopper and uh, and Braun are getting along okay. They they seem to be gelling as a unit. Yeah, I'll just, just leave it at that. I I, I don't think they're going to be becoming a tag team anytime soon. I don't know. It's uh, it's kind of interesting that Braun made those comments, and now he's teaming with Ricochet. It happens. They got to have something for Braun to do. Yeah. Well. Keep them busy. That's why you have to really break down anything you see from them on social media because a lot of times it's a lead into something and you're not even picking up on it. It looks like a nothing comment, and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a minute. Oh, okay. I I do want to get your opinion on this real quick before you get into the AEW wire, Mark. Brian, do you think that Triple H is bringing back too many guys? Yes. Yes, I think he's trying to prove that everybody – you can't have a 100% success rate. Right. And I feel like he's bringing people back just to kind of like, oh, these are all my people, and or to you know maybe he made some sort of commitment to them and beforehand, and when they got fired, he felt obligated to give them another chance. But I think he's brought back way too many people, and if he wanted to bring back this many people, he certainly could have stretched it out further. It's not something I didn't think you needed to bring them all back in a month. That's and, what it felt yeah, like. And I know it's supposed to be the the giving and happy time of year, but. Which people do you think should not have come back? And I didn't ask you this, Mark, either. Who who was re-signed oh, that you thought man. shouldn't have been brought back? That, to be honest, that's kind of a because, long list. Because yeah. everyone that comes back, you're like genuinely happy to see for a moment. You go, oh, look who's back. And then it's like, why are they back? Like yeah. Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt, obviously, I think both should have come back. They should. The, neither one probably should have been released in the first place, considering their positions in the company. Yeah. But like, did we really need Tegan Knox to come back? Yeah, her. I didn't. I wasn't a big Dakota Kai either. I thought that was strange. EO, I made sense to me. Uh, I thought Carry On Cross made sense also. Um, but those were the ones to me that were the obvious, like the ones you mentioned, Carry On Cross, of course. But I think he's bringing back a lot of guys that maybe Vince didn't believe in that he did. Like Hero? Yes, mm. yes, yes, yes. Without Strickland, it doesn't really make, or I forgot what his, uh, Shane Strickland is what I remember. Sir Scott. Thank Sir you, Scott. thank you. Sorry, gosh, completely lost. Without him, it doesn't really, that, that really isn't the same without him. And uh, so, yeah, I agree. I, I think he's brought back too many. Yeah, Bronson Reed just came back this week. And I think that was a great – the reason why I brought that up is because I thought Bronson Reed coming back was a great bring back, but I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle because there's so many guys many. that he brought back. I think that they did – yeah, I agree. I think the one thing is that they've brought too many in too quickly. And, you know, you know AEW had that habit of, hey, we got this guy, we got this guy, we'll bring him in. But they have just poured it on. It's, it's like someone – is dumping out a giant bucket of NXT cast-offs well, Joe, on WWE, and it's kind of uh, Joe made a really good point if you, when I was on last time a couple weeks ago. He's like, you can bring all these guys back, but you got to cut other people. And that's what we're not really seeing is where's the move? It's like everybody's just being jammed into it, and we're not seeing you know a handful of releases here or anything like right. that. Right? Like, like Mandy like Rose sport. was the only one. Like I think yeah. it's been any kind of like, and yeah, that was unexpected. But. Yeah, like where are you where are you cutting? Because but doesn't WWE almost have to bring these guys in all at once? And I say that because if you don't, you if you really want to bring them back, you run the risk of losing them to AEW if you don't bring them back. Well, in. you know, you could have brought some of them back into NXT. You know, you, you didn't have to pull everybody up to the main roster right away. I mean, I know you've got some people down there you're developing, but I 
I think part of their charm was that they were a, a top star in NXT and had established themselves there. And you could have you could have brought Bronson Reed back into NXT. You could have brought Tegan Knox back into NXT and gone from there. But I, I just, you know, like I'm watching Hit Row and I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I, I get your point. But eh, I think part of know? it is also Triple H is going, look at AEW. FTR was one of my teams. They're probably the best tag team going in the country right now. And we lost them because of Vince. So, I, and same thing with John Moxley. Even though he wasn't an NXT guy, they lost John Moxley because of Vince's attitude. He's like, I can't afford to lose anybody that may turn into the next Moxley or FTR. Yeah, I'm just saying you didn't have to dump them all on the main rosters, right? No, now. I, I agree. You know, there there were some there that still needed to be in NXT. We don't need to see Apollo Cruz. Well, let me ask you guys this. I mean, if you're, are you. AEW clearly hasn't won with every person they've gotten from WWE. I think that's pretty obvious. Like in a way, it's almost like if I'm Triple H, I'd be like, "Well, go ahead and go, 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 do all these great things you think you're going to do with AEW, and then you'll be back." Like I, if I, I think I'd be a lot less worried about it at this point. Obviously, super prospects like FTR—that's a different story. But some of these. Let them go because AEW isn't winning with everybody they're getting. Yeah, I mean, look at Andrade. That wasn't exactly. That's who exactly was in my mind. I mean, Danielson's obviously a superstar. I mean, he could wrestle anywhere, and he's going to be the guy. So those guys are obvious. But some of them that you know, everyone fans thought they were going to turn into these huge stars are either leave or get discouraged from being over there and end up coming back to WWE. So it's. You know, I, I still think that they they missed and they should not have let Malachi Black go. And I think Miro was totally mishandled in in WWE. Yeah, both those guys could have been absolute monsters. Mm-hmm. Well, it's mm-hmm. interesting. It's interesting you brought that up. Well, we can we can talk about the AEW hire in a little bit because we kind of went a different direction here. But there was uh, Miro was in the news here uh, over the week where they were talking about how he turned down a storyline to come back. And he's just kind of sitting around waiting for them to figure out what to do with him. And then, of course, his wife, C.J. Perry, or known as Lana, chimed in and said, well, he, you know, everybody ends up back in WWE, you know, which I'm sure is not helping Miro in the locker room at all. <laughs> but there was also another story that came out that a lot of the WWE guys that are going to AEW are reluctant to take losses. They don't want a job to anybody, but you can't. You can't run a wrestling organization like that. I mean, if nobody jobs, you know, you don't get anywhere. Yeah, you can't. So you have to have a winner and a loser. You can't. Oh, yeah, you know, that makes so, sense. So you you have a very interesting dynamic going on there with some of these guys that are not kind of playing ball here. But don't you have to? I mean, if you sign the contract, you do what they ask you to do. And, and yeah, you have, should have some say in it. But at the same time... You've got to realize that the company's got a plan, too, and you've got to fit yourself into that. Well, your problem becomes you're either lost in the shuffle in WWE because it's so big, or if you're not one of Tony Khan's boys, you're lost in AEW. I don't, well, I, I, I think a lot of people have earned their positions, too. And you see in AEW, they've been pushing a lot of people that, you know, the, some AEW originals, they've been... You know, getting on top, and you know, right now you've got the acclaimed as the tag champs. You got MJF as the world champion. Uh, yeah, MJF has got a year to go before he's gone. 
<laughs> well, that's another that's a story for another day. But it's but it's very interesting to see how everybody's kind of fitting together and figuring it out. And you know, you look at you know what Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland are doing. You know, they're they did the tag team, but they're now on their way, and that's going to be a lot of fun to see where those two guys end up. Yeah. So, yeah. So pretty interesting goings on there. But I, I do want to talk about this uh, this hire that AEW made. They have a new a, uh, executive co-producer on AEW by the name of Michael Mansuri. Of course, you know, we talked about Rob Fee getting Mansour? hired. They no, hired Mansour? No, they didn't hire oh, Mansour. Sorry, Mansois? No. <laughs> no. French, it's, even in French, it's still bad. But uh, but Mansuri, of course, we talked about Rob Fee, who was hired as the long-term creative guy, kind of trying to keep things in line and not forget about storylines. Well, Mansuri was kind of the number two production guy in WWE. And AEW has stolen him away. Apparently, Mansuri wanted to get out of there, mostly because Kevin Dunn was driving him nuts. But people love this guy. And I got to say, this is this is going to be in another one of those under-the-radar hires that I think is going to make a big difference uh, in the AEW product, as they have apparently already said they are upping their production values coming up so you know a, a wwe producer coming into aew gentlemen this is uh this is a pretty interesting move wouldn't you say i think it all depends on again on tony khan if tony khan acts like tony khan then no it's gonna not it's not gonna mean the amount, amount of hell of beans if tony khan allows him to do what he can do then yeah then i think it's a, a definitely a shot fired across the bow of wwe brian what do you think hey, well you excuse me well, you still have to produce the product. Like, you can have great video packages, but if the matches aren't there, if the booking isn't right, it doesn't matter how good it looks. I mean, we saw that with Vince with WWE. They still had the great production, but we were still watching the, the, the poor matches, the poor bookings, the firings. Like, all that was still happening, so it didn't make any difference. I mean, you can you can put lipstick – I don't – Lipstick on the pig, you know, but not that AEW's a pig, but, you you know, you, it doesn't make any difference how much you fluff it up. If inside the product is still not there, then it's not going to make any difference. Yeah, one thing that I've, you know, I've said is that I've always thought that WWE was a little overproduced and AEW was a little underproduced. You know, you, you had the better wrestling matches in AEW, but you kind of had more of the better, say, entertainment type stuff in WWE. I, I think this is intriguing to see if maybe this Mansuri gentleman can kind of pull those together. You know, I, I wish you could get the best of both and and have a have a new company. You know. Well, do you guys think he should just hire his a, a, a booker? I mean, do you think he's at all will, Tony Khan is at all willing to have a separate booker to? No, I, I think Tony Khan is the Jerry Jones of wrestling. Right. He's like his play game. The, yeah, his it's game like, to play with. And, and this is mine. Just like Jerry Jones will never hire a general manager, mm -hmm. yeah. Tony Khan's like, this is mine, and I'm going to do what I want to do, yeah. and I don't care what anybody else says. I've been a fan long enough, so I know how to book a wrestling Exactly. Company. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they. they I mean, they I, think, some... I think he'll listen to Omega and the Young Bucks to a certain extent, but I think in the, in the end, and the final say is nope. I'm Tony Khan, right. and it's my thing, and if you don't like it, there's the door. Well, sounds like Vince McMahon to me, too. So <laughs> they, they they both have their uh, have their egos. That is for sure. All right. So, hey, we're going to head to another break here shortly. But I do want to remind everybody real quick, 
You know, if you get a bad birthday present, maybe something blows up on your, you know, oh, good Lord. In, in your living room and sets the tree on fire. You might need an attorney. You might. And the person to call, of course, is Russell Dutch Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. Uh, of course, the three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And I can say a good friend of mine who has given me very good legal advice uh, handles business law, intellectual property, personal injury, and crypto law in case you got nailed in that FTX thing. Uh, you might want to give Dutch a call. Of course, he, he can handle anything you want. If there's something that's out of his area of expertise, he'll steer you in the right direction. So you get a free consultation. Just mention the Mark Hoke Show. I go to VegasCouncil.com. That's C-O-U-N-S-E-L.com. And say hi to Russell Boyd and let him help you out with any legal issues you might have. He's a good dude. Right, Fish? Sure. Well, thank yeah. you. I, there, there you go. He's, he's See, no Chris, ob- obviously. He's no Chris Jesus Ferguson, but, you know. Wow. You don't want to get it. You do not want to start that fight. Trust me. You do not want to start that fight. Oh, boy. All right. Well, we're going to take a break on this Christmas edition of the Mark Hoke Show. We want to thank you for being with us today. And more to come as we talk more WWE and AEW. Of course, then uh, second hour, Joe DeFalco is going to join us. Yay. And we're going to kind of go over the year in wrestling. And who was the wrestler of the year? What was the best match? And all those questions will be answered definitively. I just answered it. On the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around. We'll be right back. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 1015 FM K Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. All right, and we are back on The Mark Hoke Show. We're doing the Hokey Pokey. No. You turn yourself around. Oh, that's so you know funny. What? That's what it's all about. I have. Boy, I've never heard that before. I figured as well. Wow, how did you guys possibly? Yeah. Where did that come from? Uh, Amazing. I I mean, God, what a couple of dullards you two are. Because <laughs> he can't turn himself around. I'm sitting in a spinning chair. I can turn myself around if I want to. What's well, that, all about? The, but when you turn yourself around like that, it becomes an orbit. An orbit. <laughs> an orbit. I can't wait till the show's over. <laughs> this is your idea, Mark. No, this is your idea. no. This actually, thing was your idea. Actually, it was 
two people's idea who couldn't decide when we were going to record. So here I we are. I didn't want to record. Oh. I wanted to do the show live. I got a kid sitting outside here. Yep. In the studio on Christmas Day. Is the kid going to let Vandergriff in? You know, I hope he someday he just. I told you. I'm takes, get, I hope he takes an eyeball and shoves it up your nostril. I'll this give, is the Mark I'll Hoke give show. him the fish hook. He'll tap out. It's over. On Yeah. On KDWN. 101.5 FM, 7.20 AM, Talk of Las Vegas. Very happy to have you with us. Merry Christmas, everybody. And, of course, celebrating Hanukkah as well. Kwanzaa's tomorrow. Whatever holidays you're celebrating, you know what? If you're celebrating National Goat Day, go for it. Have a great day. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I do have to remind everybody, too, I, what I need you to do is go to MarkHokeShow.com and click on the BetOnline.ag banner. There's a lot of football games going on that you can bet on, and you can bet on wrestling on this site. Believe it or not, yes, you can bet on wrestling. Are there any Royal Rumble odds out yet? The Rumble odds are not posted at the moment. They were up there for a while. They have been replaced by something we will talk about later. But I'm going to get into that. But you can bet on just about everything you want on this site. Lacrosse, table tennis, winter sports, Cricket, whatever you feel like. And here's the best part. I could hand you up to $500 right now, right now, because all you got to do is click on that banner and then put in the bonus code that's on there, and you can get a matching bonus of 50% up to $1,000. And so you got you, another reason to hate the French, because they could have gotten you another 200 last week, and they lost. Yeah, the mm. doofus croissant eaters. But Exactly. <laughs> but once again, go to markhoekshow.com. You'll see the betonline.ag banners on the front page and the sponsor page. You get a 50% bonus up to $1,000. So that means you put in 1000 you get 500 bucks. That's pretty awesome. So, And that's how we get rewarded for that. So if you would please go to our website, we would certainly appreciate it. So just like throw that out there. Um, by the way, interesting week at AEW. And I got to say, the best fireball I may have ever seen. And I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of this, but there was actually a great fireball thrown by Chris Jericho. And sometimes those fireballs don't go real well. Yeah, no, they, wasn't it Alexa Bliss that threw a bad one? Yeah, it was. That was. I still haven't figured out what that was. That was more like a a slingshot yeah. kind of thing. I I don't know. But uh, our Mister Action Andretti, who upset Chris Jericho last week, was doing an interview, and uh, he got flambéed. There is a very good picture of him. He's like Cherry's Jubilee now. That's his new wrestling name. <laughs> <laughs> Literally with a, a, a small tower of flame ejecting from his face. I mean, that was a great shot. Courtesy of Le Champion. Yeah. And, of course, that's done with flash paper, by the way. They don't actually yeah. you know, get out a flamethrower or something. But, <laughs> that uh, we're aware of. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but nice job by Chris Jericho. Pretty good week on uh, on. For Dynamite and, and Rampage, too. But Dynamite, a great main event with Jamie Hayter and uh, Hikaru Shida. Crowd was going nuts. Nuts. And that's one thing I love about AEW. The crowds really get into these shows. But That's what happens when you pay your people to sit there. What? Are you, oh, my God. Oh, WWE has never, ever, ever given away I wasn't making the comparison. I don't even, I, I don't know if, if AEW's done that or not, to be honest. So, of Tony Khan's family. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because there's, there's never been thousands of paid shills nope. getting free uh, tickets to go to WWE nope. events. No. Nope. I'm anti-AW. You know that. Oh, God. I would I I would bet you would lose on that fight. Oh, Mr. absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Andrew Fish Fane in there. 100%. And of course, uh, see, this is why I like having uh, having Brian here from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com because he's actually sane. Yeah. Well, a second ago he was a dullard, so yeah, I, right. Well, don't mix your metaphors there, my friend. Well, <laughs> you can be sane and be a dullard, but you guys, come on, you guys hit me with the hokey pokey stuff on Christmas, on Christmas, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, right. It, it makes my last name. Trust me. There's, there's plenty. There's a specific one I get, and I've had it. I've gotten it since I was kindergarten. And when people say to me and they think they're so funny about when they come up with the name, I'm just like, I don't even li- I don't even respond to it. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm never first time. Good job. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's Ronovich, and and I'm I'm guessing what we got Fetch and what else well, we got because it's when people pronounce it Ronovich, it's oh, gotcha. yeah. So yeah. when you're a kid, they think it's super it's so funny. funny. Yeah, but I get what's it. worse is when you have like 35, 40 year olds that make the joke <laughs> and think it's really funny. It's like, yeah, buddy, that's the first time I've heard it. Yeah, good job. Or fifty year olds, you know, doing that on Christmas Day. But anyway, <laughs> oh, just man. go ahead and put your right foot in and start this thing around. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. You know, I, I, I just, I just, and right now, unfortunately, I'm not actually in the main booth with these two bozos. I thought we were dullards. Yeah. Well, now you're bozos too. You're bozo dullards. <laughs> but God, I wish I was. And Brian's um, the sane bozo. Yeah, dullard. the sane one. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Yeah, but we got a, we got a pretty good show coming up for AEW for their New Year's bash coming up too. Um, what's, what's the main event or the, the, Big drawing point. Well, we got Samoa Joe and Wardlow. That's going to be great. I, I, That's going to be fun. I, I love Samoa Joe, and he's another guy that I, I lament the WWE letting go of. Do you do you think it was that he just couldn't stay healthy? Yeah, I think they gave up on him. I do, and it, but they did it too soon. He is just, he is just so phenomenal. Even when he I was, I mean, he was for like three weeks. He was a Raw announcer. Maybe it was a little bit longer, but he was even phenomenal in that role. Oh man, he was a great commentator. Totally agree. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we babbled enough about other stuff, and we actually have to go to our second hour. Sorry about that, guys. But Joe, uh, Joe, Joe. Yeah, we'll we'll finish up the talk on the on the AEW New Year's Bash, and Joe DeFalco is going to be joining us, and we're going to talk about the year in wrestling and what happened, who had the best years, and what's to come. So stick around for more here on the Mark Oak Show. We certainly do appreciate you giving us your time here on Christmas Day. And we'll be back for a second hour in just a little bit. Be right back. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.